0: Artificial intelligence and Vedanta. Artificial intelligence is on the extreme end of the materialistic world, while Vedanta is on the extreme end of the non-materialistic world. What has Vedanta got to do in artificial intelligence? Let's try and understand. First, let's try to understand what Vedanta and artificial intelligence at a very broad level. Vedanta. Veda plus Anta. Veda means the knowledge, and Anta means the end portions. So Vedanta literally means the knowledge of the Vedas which are present at the end portion. There are four Vedas, Rig Veda, Ajir Veda, Samaveda, and Atharva Veda. Each Veda is further divided into four sections, Samhite, Brahmana, Aranyaka and Upanishads. These Upanishads which are at the end portions of the Vedas are called as Vedanta. There are many number of Upanishads. Out of them, 10 Upanishads are considered as a major Upanishads. Understanding of these 10 Upanishads, help in understanding of the ultimate reality and thereby attainment of the self-realization which is the end goal of the vedanta now let's move on to artificial intelligence artificial intelligence is the most buzzword these days artificial intelligence is being heard in each and every field you search some words in google it ranks the suggestion based on artificial intelligence the youtube videos that are exclusively shown to you is based on artificial intelligence From the simple word search to the complex self-driving car, everything is driven by artificial intelligence. So what does this artificial intelligence use? Artificial intelligence is a broad branch that exists within the computer science. The end goal of the artificial intelligence is to create a machine that can think intelligently and act independently, just like the human beings do. Just like we communicate through our language, artificial intelligence has natural language processing, and speech recognition. Just like the human beings see through the eyes, artificial intelligence has computer vision and image processing. Just like we process the data, artificial intelligence has machine learning within which it has supervised, unsupervised, reinforced, and many more techniques. In order to depict a human beings learning and thinking, artificial intelligence has deep learning within which it has artificial neural networks, multi-neural networks, recurrent neural networks, convolution neural networks, and many more techniques. All these different techniques fall under a single umbrella of artificial intelligence. Using all these different techniques, you try and create a machine that can think and function like the human beings. In spite of major work in artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence is nowhere matched to the intelligence and thinking of the human beings. As the famous philosopher John R. Cyril, puts in his thought experiment of Chinese room. What is this Chinese room experiment? Let's try and understand in this way. Suppose a non-Chinese speaker who doesn't understand the Chinese has to be a guide in China. He is sitting inside a room which has a single window. He has been provided with a manual which has all the queries and answers to that in the Chinese language. Now a tourist comes and he writes the query and passes on the query to the tourist guide. Is sitting inside the room. The tourist guide pulls the manual and he matches the query and writes the answer and gives it back to the tourist. But he really doesn't understand or knows the Chinese language. Similarly, artificial intelligence is just a bunch of algorithms which receives the input and produces the output. But it really doesn't know why it is doing so or what is the purpose of doing so. Of course, all this algorithms of the artificial intelligence try to mimic the way the human beings learn. That is, any person will start from the basics and then move on to learn the complex thing. Suppose a person wants to learn about the calculus, first he needs to learn about the numbers, then addition, then subtraction, and then he can move on to the learning of calculus. Same approach is also taken in artificial intelligence. That is, artificial intelligence is given with a set of training data, and with each data passes on, it tries to learn. There is this famous statement among the engineers that is junk in and junk out if you give the junk as an input the output will also be junk artificial intelligence really cannot differentiate between the junk input and the valid input but actually if we carefully observe human beings just doesn't learn before learning we cognize an object take an example a mother trying to teach the kid about an apple the mother shows an apple the kid registers a solid 3D object, a solid red colored 3D objects in its brain and then moves on to learn about the apple. But how actually the cognition occurs? The most general answer from the neuroscience is that the light falls on an object, the reflected light falls on the eyes. The photoreceptor cells within the eyes pick those signals and pass it onto the visual circuitry of the brain. The visual circuitry of the brain processes those signals and the cognition occurs. Of course, this is the most general way of answering, but there is a whole lot of complex neurological process that occurs within the brain in order to recognize an object. This is the general way in which all the other sensors also recognize. For example, the auditory signals falls on the ears. Those are passed into the auditory circuitry of the brain and the words are cognized. Now, imagine that you are sitting in a classroom and a lecture is in progress. Most of the times or many of the times, we miss certain words or certain sentences, or maybe the complete lecture itself. Take another example, where a person who is supposed to undergo a trial for the criminal charges is walking on the street. From the other end of the street, another person shouts his name, but the person simply walks. In both of the examples, like a person walking or you are sitting in a classroom, we are missing some of the things. In both of the cases, it is not that the sound signals, sound waves did not fall on our ears, or it was not passed onto our brain, but we simply missed it. Or it cannot be just brushed off saying that it is a lack of attention problem. Because the most basic question here is how the attention itself is generated. The most common words that we listen when we are not paying the attention is please pay the attention, where is your mind boggling? Please put on your mind. Yes, the mind is the most important thing. But in most of the explanations of the neuroscience for cognizing the object, the mind is never taken into consideration. Of course, the whole anatomy of the human being itself doesn't consider about the mind. It describes only about the cells, the tissues, the organs, and different systems, but it never considers the mind as an entity. But our common sense always says that we require mind for all our activities. But this mind is always refuted by the anatomy or the neuroscience. Now, for an artificial intelligence system to behave like a human being or take a decision like a human being, it requires mind. In order to develop an artificial intelligence system, including the mind, we first need to understand the human being anatomy, including the mind. Such a robust anatomy of the human beings, including the mind can be found in Vedanta. Where does mind exactly fits in the structure of the human beings according to Vedanta? How does Vedanta describes the anatomy of the human beings? Does this include the cells, tissues, and organs? In order to know the answer, please keep watching this channel. Please subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon. If you want me to speak on any specific topic of applications of philosophy or science and philosophy, please drop a comment.